We're now entering into episode two with Recon, and as you know, the first episode, if you haven't heard it, you better listen to that first, and then jump on track with this one, Frontline Rewind, episode two with Recon, and we're celebrating 25 years uh, with the 25th uh, reissue of the uh, Behind Enemy Lines record. Awesome. Here we go. Ancient of Days, um, I enjoy that song probably because, and I don't, I just know that when we put this band together, uh, the, the cool thing was that I think we all came with, we all had like the same kind of, uh, we all liked a lot of the same bands, but I think um, some of the, the ideas that I had with George, and I don't know if he remembers, I remember putting together a, back in the 80s a, a, a cassette tape. But I used to come up with some creative ideas. I was, um, I loved Iron Maiden. And I used to listen to Queens Rack, and I used to love to listen to those different type of ideas. So when um, they came up with Ancient of Days, I, I remember just because of the uh, the different type of drum rhythms and double bass, and those are all type of different air, uh, creative ideas. I, I really, really love that song. So even when I hear it today, I was I, I, like, I think when George was asking, you know, what songs uh, should we revisit and do and I was I told them ancient of days and I think we talked about it but anyways that's the song I enjoy um, I just I just wanted to uh, listen to that song go ahead and introduce it then Johnny uh, ancient of days <laughs> Thank you. 
I like to talk about the title track of the album. This oh. is Eddie. Oh, go ahead, Eddie. You <laughs> got that Eddie. one. <laughs> I'm going to have to chime in, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'm go gonna, ahead. Yeah, don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. <laughs> I won't interrupt, but I'll chime in. Yeah. Here we go. Here's some drama for you. Reality uh, uh, radio. I, I can't wait for this one. Okay, well, Behind Enemy Lines, the title track of the album, is my favorite song on the album. And probably George's least favorite song. Um, I actually like this song because it's the heaviest song on the album, and it's it's a little bit harder. And uh, I actually was hoping that um, Recon would go more towards that direction, and hopefully do a second album and uh, follow up with that that sort of uh, uh, song. But, um, of course, as we know, George was uh, involved in many different uh, projects and bands, and 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 at that particular time, um, we, um, Recon did not follow up with uh, another album or, or um, some of the songs that we wound up writing after that yeah. um, turned into Worldview, um, like Back in Time and The Mirror and... And a couple of those songs um, were originally um, started as uh, recon songs, um, but um, I like I like uh, behind enemy lines, and a lot of people that I know like that because it's it's a little bit heavier um, and uh, crunchier, and uh, and of course it's the title track of the album. So uh, so for those of you that I like a little bit harder uh, uh, edge, here is. Behind Enemy Lines.
that was behind Enemy Lines. Now, who wrote it? Eddie? Uh, Jimmy Brown and George Ochoa. Oh, okay. I was asking Eddie. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, 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 I don't know who. Um, well, speaking of well, Jimmy, don't know. the guy that doesn't like it uh, wrote it. So there you go. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, ironically, you I have know, my side of the story, but yeah. Well, t- tell him why don't why you don't like that song. <laughs> That's not so much I don't like it. I guess I don't like it, and and I, and I forbid. I, I I I not forbid, but I uh, oh, I refuse to play it live. Um, but um, it Praise was. God, we, here's the bottom line: we needed a tenth song, um, <laughs> for whatever reasons, which I won't get into. Um, I started playing in Deliverance at that time, so I employed my my buddy Jimmy Brown to help me write this song and finish it up for the for the Recon album. So um, you know what's really funny about that, real quick, is that. Uh, so we ended up doing that, writing that song together and putting it on the record. Jimmy and I wrote it together. And I still remember going to his, old, his apartment in Bellflower and we, we wrote it and we finished it in one night. Um, I just don't like how it turned out with the recording. If I had it to do all over again, I could probably make that song, we, we could probably make that song smoke. But it's, uh, but I just don't like how it turned out. It was kind of our... Uh, we didn't ever rehearse it as a band. We kind of just learned it and recorded it. That's, uh-huh. And and I think it could have turned out better. But but having said that, there's people that do definitely like that song. But, you know, it's re- what I was just going to say a second ago is uh, we had a song called Slay the Wicked. That was a recon song. What album did that end up on? It ended up on the Deliverance Weapons album. Mm-hmm. So uh, Slay the Wicked was a recon song, but it ended up on, on, uh, on, on Deliverance's album. So it's kind of funny how we all switch stuff around. I mean, now Jimmy helped me write that song for Recon, then we ended up using one of the Recon songs and putting it on the Deliverance album. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. And actually, to bring it full circle, uh, um, I actually grew up with Jimmy, and we went to the same elementary school. And uh, <laughs> I remember going to his house, and I don't know where he got the money from, but he, I mean, we're, I was think I was like 10 years old or something. And he was and 20. <laughs> And he was twenty, but and he had he had every <laughs> box, every effects guitar effects box that you can think of, and he he would just he would just spend like you know literally hours just sitting there just sh- he's showing us you know what all the boxes did and all the different effects <laughs> and stuff like that. So growing up, you know, um, he was the guy that had all the guitar effects, all the cool cool effects and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, so we he goes down the street. He's a talented guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, good guy. Yeah. Great guy. Love Jimmy Brown. Yeah. I think Love Jimmy. Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. I, wow. I, think, I think the one element in, uh, <laughs> behind Enemy Lines that, that always didn't sit right with me was just the overall melody of, of the song. And and so there was really no time to, I don't know how to say it, but control it. Um, we just kind of like, okay, here's a song. This is what we're doing. And what happened, happened. And, uh, you know, we... But... Uh, but that you know, being said, you know, uh, people, people, you know, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, you know. So it's like, it, you know, if one song doesn't grab you, you know, another one will, you know. So there's a lot of people, like you said, that actually enjoy the song. So you know, so be it. <laughs> Holy is the Lord is actually was at the time one of my favorite worship songs, which uh, you know, so many have come out since, and I can't say that that's one of my favorite at this point, but. Uh, but it was definitely cool. It was one of those trance, almost put you in a, a, trance. a trance type of song, you know. And uh, 
So I really wanted to take a stab at doing that on our record. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I think what I really like about that song is the tone we got of the acoustic guitars for the record. I mean, it sounded really nice and clean. He's a 12 string um, for that, I still remember. And um, uh, we just, you know, like, uh, we didn't copy Sacred Warrior, but Sacred Warrior seems like at the same time came out with uh, um, their version, not oh, Holy is the Lord, but uh, what's what's the Sacred Warrior version? Uh, God of Heaven. They did a, they did a worship similar song like that. Hmm. You know, Ray Parr at the time. And um, so that's really the only reason I wanted to do it. Just as a good worshipful song. Uh, as Rod said that, you know, we really didn't pull any punches in Recon. We were overtly and blatantly Christian. So singing a song uh, to, um, to to glorify the Lord directly, uh, that was all for it. So that's that's what we did. And uh, I remember that. You know what? You want a tidbit? Yes, we uh, do. On that song? I don't think the credit's on the album, but I'm going to give you a little little tidbit right now. Okay. Uh, Johnny, we said earlier, had to go to work that day, and uh, he had to leave. And Mr. Vet Roberts actually played drums on that on that song. <laughs> Vet played the drums on that record, and I don't think we gave him credit on the record for it. But but might as well the cat's out of the bag now. So. And you know, the, and the crazy thing is, is that again talking about Vet's talent, uh, he never. I don't think once played the song, you know, because we practice it all the time. We, he just got up there and played it and hit it in like one shot. That's how good this guy was. He's, yeah. So and it sounds the, the, the what he did was he pulled it off pretty good. I was, I was like, whoa, some pretty good stuff. So we were thinking right after that to just fire Johnny and just have that be a singer drummer. It's a renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's, and that's another done. little tidbit <laughs> that you didn't know about Johnny. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I think that was the last song we recorded for the record, I think. I'm pretty mm. sure. So, but uh, having said all this, uh, here's Holy is the Lord. Praise his name.
All the music you hear on Frontline Rewind episodes is available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and our own website, frontlinerecords.us. Jesus Day, well, what I remember, I don't remember the year, but um, Vet, uh, being as talented as he was and, uh, and still is, um, is I remember he used to go to his house and he had his own little studio and uh, he'd always be writing songs and, and uh, he uh, came up by a... Um, uh, what it is chooses day, but it was different. But it, but but the the main uh, the essentials of the songs uh, was was what you guys hear today. But um, I heard it and uh, and I immediately said, uh, "That this is a great song," yeah. you know. And and so he uh, he goes, "I wrote it in like five minutes." That's fat. He was always like writing stuff. So I told George, "You got to hear this song." And I think that's what happened. We I I. I I don't know what we brought out a cassette at the time, you know, and uh, eight track. Well, no, he had that little four track. Yeah, Ben had all kinds of gadgets and things, and and um, drums hanging from the ceilings and cymbals. (laughs) This guy had, you know, but it was, but uh, so I brought it to George, and then from there um, they worked it out and made changes, and the meat of the song is what Vet wrote. But uh, then we came out to choose his day. I couldn't wait to hear it to change it all around. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I stole that line. I hate to say. I did steal that line from Alan McGuire. I, Alan McGuire told me when we wrote a song together. Uh, he says, "I go, I was all excited. I go, oh man, I just wrote this new song." Alan McGuire, you guys remember him as Rommel from uh, Scatter Few, and uh, he, he he goes, "Oh really? You wrote a new song? I can't wait to hear it so I can change it all around." So that's what I that's what I used to do with these guys' songs too. <laughs> no, but Vet brought it. He he wrote a bulk of the song, but but uh, you know I added. Been whatever, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's a great tune. Choose to stay. Time. 
Okay, Worldview, uh, the new Worldview uh, record, which um, the Chosen Few, there's the title track on that record, but uh, man, I labored over that song a lot. Uh, we all did. But I think I I have to take the cake and say that I labored the most, because I was in that room for a long, in that studio for a long time with that song. Uh, you know, it's funny, these guys didn't quite see the vision of that song. We're talking like Ronson and Ray Parra. They didn't quite see the vision of like, I think at one point you call it almost the weakest song on the record. And uh, Well, no, that's that's because they're, the only reason why I say that be is the, was the original uh, Ronson production. And Ronson and I co-wrote that together. Yeah, um, and, and this is the original production that I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with. But you know, as the song was being produced, um, and we put everything and plus the kitchen sink into it. Oh yeah, it started, it, it you know it definitely breathed life into well, the song. I still remember telling these guys, "Hold on, hold on, I have it in my <laughs> head. It's going to be great. Trust me." And uh, actually, Ray called me one day and actually goes, "Dude." He goes, dude, now I get it, dude. <laughs> and, and again, I don't want to. I don't want to praise myself, but this is Ray Pond talking. He goes, dude, I will never question you again. <laughs> he really said that. And I go, okay, thank you. You better not. No. <laughs> I mean, the song very. I mean, it almost. It, it's. It's almost theatrical in the sense that the way the way it came off in in the recording. Well, there's a certain someone that brings theatrical into it. Mm -hmm. I know him. And he's, he's uh, sitting right across from me, Les Carlson. Uh, just to say that, that you know, uh, Les came in, and thank you very much for being graceful and coming in and singing uh, uh, with us, because it's an honor, actually, for us. And not to, you know, uh, like, again, the scripture I said earlier, let another man says, let's praise you. I'm praising you. <laughs> So uh, it was an honor to work with you, and uh, you're one of the uh, you know the, the the stepping stones of the Christian rock movement, and uh, so it was really uh, great. I mean, uh, Ray really wanted you on the record; he really did. Ray Parr, he's just like, "Wow, we got to get less in there." I go, "Yeah, let's do it." Anyway, so uh, we recorded a bunch of stuff, and that's what we ended up using, um, and it just fits so perfectly and so wonderfully. Uh, we also have a girl named Nikki singing on it. So we've mm -hmm. got like Ray singing on it. We got Les. We got Nikki singing on it. And I think the song is actually quite epic, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, uh, I had, I had a vision of you being as epic as it was. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't know how things work these days, but I always, and without, you know, not necessarily doing it because I want recognition, but I sure would love to see that song get a dub nomination <laughs> because yeah, the best rock not? song because, hey, we put so much effort into it, number one, and number two, it's got so much uh, talent on that song vocally with you, uh, with Ray, and with Nikki that, uh, and with Ronson, did, Ronson did an awesome, by the way, Ronson did all the BGVs on pretty much the whole record. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. All right, well, we're going to do a song by um, World View. Yeah, this is the title track, uh, the one we've been talking about, well The Chosen it. Few. And listen for that bridge when uh, you hear that theatrical singer named Les Carlson. The Chosen Few. I'll try to paint a picture I'll try to help you see So 
Be sure to check out Frontline Records' YouTube channel for exclusive live performances recorded right here on our Frontline Rewind shows. Okay, so we might as well take this time as we're talking about it that we're going to play together April 23rd. Right? Yes, mm-hmm. April 2016. Can't April wait. 23rd, 2016. It's going to be awesome, right? At, uh, at, at a Newport Church in uh, Newport Beach, California, a very, uh-huh. very nice part of town. And we're going to play uh, Blood Goods headlining the show. Oh, All awesome. right. Yeah. Blood Goods. And uh, we're going to play right before them. Then Join the Dead's going to play. That's Mike Phillips' band, which Mike Phillips is a guitar player in um, Deliverance. And a band that I kind of know a little bit about. Uh, and um, who else is playing? Oh, Wicked's in. So uh, it's going to be a nice, going to be a really cool night. April 23rd, uh, Newport Church. If you need more info on it, go to our website, which is www.worldviewmetal.com. www.worldviewmetal.com. So uh, we'll, we'll, we have all the info on the show up there. I will. We will. The workhorse. <laughs> Todd is our web guy, by the way. Uh, awesome. So uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I know it's going to be playing with you guys. Again, an honor. Uh, uh, Michael's a great guy, uh, as you know, obviously. And uh, that's going to be a lot of Are fun. Are you talking Michael Bloodgood, yeah? Yeah, Michael Bloodgood. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. What's yeah, we're that? actually we're actually gonna have Terry uh, Russell, Terry Russell from Holy Soldier, Holy Soldier, and uh, Larry Farkas from Die Happy or in Vengeance Rising. That's right. So and maybe some other special guests that might show up. That's right. That's right. Jump up there on stage with, and maybe even you, George. I don't know. You know, hey, I might get up find there you in there. Crucify with you guys. I love that song. Crucify. Crucify. <laughs> awesome. You know, you were talking about how that song. Uh, that you brought to the group and they weren't quite sure if this was going to be, you know, something that would work. Believe it or not, a song that I brought to Bloodgood was Crucify and they didn't think it was going to work. Really? <laughs> what like, a great... I was listening to that last okay. night I played it for these guys. I go, oh, you, you got to hear the song. Believe it, there, there's... Who was it in the room that didn't really hear of Bloodgood too much? Me. Rod? Rod's never... Mm-hmm. So I played some of your stuff last night just like, oh, I love this. I was like getting... like. It's always Eddie getting excited listening to. I mean, it brings us back, you know. What I mean? Oh yeah. Well, it's it's really cool because when I came and worked with you on the World Vision, our World View, I'm sorry. Um, I talked to Ray, and and he was going, "Hey, yeah, you know, maybe someday we'll get to do it together." You know. And yeah. I thought, wow. Yeah. April twenty third, two thousand sixteen. April 23rd, 2016. Blood good and World View. Don't miss it. Yeah, God is good. Be there. Uh, and the very next night, uh, April 24th, uh, Worldview will be playing with this little band that you guys might might have heard of called Stri- named Striper. Striper? I've heard Ooh, of them. They're, they're a Christian rock band. Are they? Yeah. Christian glam band. <laughs> yeah. Up on coming kids. Just kidding. Yeah, they got potential. Do they have, <laughs> do they have cool wardrobe and stuff? Uh, like I don't yeah. think they have that anymore. I think they, have they lost their style. Uh, right? What no do you mean? More, no more stripes. No, no more bumblebee. No more. Bumble bumble, bumble, yeah. No more no uh, yellow bumble and black. Bean, no. There's no more yellow and black. No. no. On the guitars, maybe a little bit, but uh, oh, traces uh, of yellow and black. Yeah. Anyway, striper and striper worldview stripe. at the whiskey. Uh, yeah. In Hollywood, California, right at the heart, where awesome. it's like so many playing the whiskey is such a cool thing. I've played it before, but this is going to be even cooler than any any other time I've ever played there. Um, 
The whiskey, I mean, we're talking Zeppelin has played there. I mean, the remote. I mean, everybody and their brother. Yeah, like Van Halen. Van Halen. Now we're talking. <laughs> the, doors. Uh, the Doors. even. Yeah, that yeah the Doors back. did. They blew the yeah. Doors off the place. But uh, we're talking uh, April 24th, 2016 at the Whiskey, Striper, and Worldview. Legendary club and legendary bands. And they can get tickets again through our website, www.worldviewmetal.com. Worldviewmetal.com. All right, so uh, you can get tickets there, and uh, we hope to see you guys there. You know, when Striper has played the whiskey the last two times, they've sold it out. Yeah. yeah. And so it's probably going to happen again. Mm-hmm. So get your tickets soon. Adele already did. And a great DVD. They uh, put Oh, they did a, a, a live at the whiskey DVD. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, well, thank God for Striper. Yep. Thank yeah. Oh, yeah. What Absolutely. I say earlier about the whole Sanctuary movement got started right out of them, and then all the bands that got started from the Sanctuary movement. I actually got saved at a Striper concert, uh, September 29th, 1984, at Calvary Chapel. Yeah. My son got saved at a Striper Bloodgood concert. Oh. Ah. Right on. Yeah. It was cool. Um, the Last Cry is basically, uh, uh, Wow. The lyrics of that song, the, the perfect heavy metal uh, Easter song, I, I call it, you know, because it's solely about the uh, resurrection of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, the death and resurrection of Christ. And what he what he did, uh, remember on Friday, basically we were crucified, as you would know, crucified. But anyway, um, he uh, the last words he said is, uh, you know, it is finished, it is done. The work of salvation was 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 just. Um, was finished right then and there. He absolutely secured salvation for the chosen few, for the church. And uh, that song's very powerful, uh, lyrically, very, yeah. very powerful. There's a little section that Ronson actually does the uh, the little uh, background thing where uh, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani, um, that's, you know, Christ, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? I mean, people don't get it in so many ways why Jesus really said that. And Jesus said that because, remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, which is a, uh, one of the verses in the song, the mm-hmm. second verse in the song, the Garden of Gethsemane, he he basically sh- shed, uh, was shedding, uh, you know, as straight mm-hmm. drops of bloods, you know. And, and and he said, Lord, Lord, you know, if it be possible, let, you know, remove this cup from me. So many people think that Jesus was like worried about the pain of the stakes and the cross. Yeah. I want everybody to understand, and, and, and I don't hear enough preachers preaching on this. Uh, when Jesus said, "My God, My God, why has Thou forsaken me?" It's not the only reason is that, as at that very point, He experienced something that He never had, never has from all eternity, is that the Father had to turn His back on Him, and that's why us as Christians, we really we love Him that much more that that He experienced that for us, separation from God. He took on our sins, mm-hmm. you know, at that moment. And then all of a sudden, you know, he was cut off from the Father, you know. And, that's and that, was, that was a fulfillment of prophecy, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Because he was, was scriptural. So that's what, last cry, That uh, I think it, if you really analyze the lyrics from the standpoint I just explained, it'll mean a lot more to you. I mean, not just so much our dumb lyrics, 
you know, and I don't mean to reduce, but our lyrics are nothing compared to what the mm. Word of God is. And basically, our lyrics were inspired by the Word of God. But go back to the Scriptures. Read the account of the crucifixion of Christ. Read the Gethsemane account. Read the account of, uh, of the crucifixion. And look at it through those eyes, that Jesus paid the price for you, uh, not just through the physical pain, but the, the pain of being separated from the Father. Mm. And then rising on the third day to regain his fellowship with the Father again. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that said, do you want? Do you guys want to play the last cry? Yeah. Let's play the last cry. Last cry.
All right, everybody. Thank you so much. This is Les Carlson from Frontline Records Rewind. And of course, we had a great time with Recon. Hope you listened to both episodes. If you didn't, you know, you got to. So until the next time, goodbye. And don't forget that Jesus is the king and you got to rock on Frontline Records Rewind. Thank you.